0: God bless you today, amen. We are so honored to be with you in the studio. Got my great friend, Dr. Daryl Rogers, so you know we are going to have a fun time, amen, today. Uh, what a blessing, amen, to be serving the Lord, amen. Here we are, the seasons are changing, amen, not only in the natural, but we see seasons changing, amen, in the lives of God's people. And I pray amen, that your life is transitioning into something that's greater than anything you've ever experienced before. And we're here to be a part of that experience, amen. Every Monday we put out a new episode of Kingdom Concepts and we would love for you to be able to be one of the first ones to receive these life-changing messages, amen, that will empower you to go from glory to glory to glory. And so today we're gonna have a lot of fun in here. Grab your Bible, grab a notebook, amen, and uh Just prepare your heart, amen, uh, to be uh, energized, amen, with the Word of the Lord, because your life will be forever changed, amen, today. And so, looking forward to this, amen. It's always good when we come together. Yeah, man. (laughs) Never a dull moment. Well, we've been talking uh, the last couple of episodes in here about how important it is to have a firm foundation, how the Word of God is that foundation that we build our lives upon, because to build on anything else, um, your life's always shaky. We've seen people that have tried uh, building, you know, their lives on how well they perform at something, or how beautiful they are, or who they know. But why is it important um, for the Word of God to be the foundation that we build upon?
1: The Word is first place. And so... If you're going to be like the one that we're supposed to be like, the only way you can do that is through relationship and through the study of the Word. And so the thing of it is we're supposed to be followers of Christ. So how do you do that? You only can do that if you learn the way He did things, the way He thought about things, the way He dealt with things, uh, the way that He loved that's a big one. Because he said, you know, he, he says this. He said, that kicker that he throws in there, he says, the definition of love is you got to love like I love. <laughs> yeah, who, so, is that possible? You, yeah, huh? really. really <laughs> so you're just thinking, sure, why don't you make it impossible? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like walking on water. Really? Yeah, you know, I, I know for myself, when, when, uh, when I got saved... The only scripture I knew was John three sixteen, And that was because years, years earlier when I was uh, a child, my mom, you know, drug us to church. And I was the only kid in this Sunday school class. And I remember the man's name was Mr. Uh, Richie Wolfenbarger. And I'll never forget this man. I was his only kid in his class. And that man was faithful to be there every Sunday to teach me things. And he made me memorize John three sixteen and just drilled it in me that God would always be there for me. So when I got saved, I was scripturally illiterate. I mean, the only foundation that I had was I knew that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And I knew that my life, just in receiving him, was so much better than living a life without him. And, And God began to take me into that journey to show me how important his his word is, you know, because Satan tries to keep us in that place to where we don't read our Bibles uh, and we make excuses. I mean, as a pastor, I mean, think about all the things that you've heard over the years. How, how many years you've been in ministry now, Doc? Since 1980. Since 1980, it's like... July 1st,
1: 1980. That's powerful. I,
0: I, and I'm sure that you've heard things like, well, uh, I don't like reading or... Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I just, I'm not entertained by the Bible. What, what other excuses have you heard for people not to invest the Word into their lives as believers? I don't have time. Don't have time. That's a big one.
1: Yeah, it, but the, you know, the thing of it is, is that there is a difference between reading the Bible and meditating the Word. Because you'll fall in love with the Word. If you start meditating it and you start letting the Holy Spirit develop in you things that you didn't know. And it's you're not learning it because somebody said so. You're learning it personally through relationship. And to me, that's the key to all of our success is that you've got to have the word of God that's alive in you. Because if you know the scripture says this, he says. You remember what a fight we had when we received that illumination? That's what Hebrews says. Come on. And so the devil comes immediately to steal what you don't understand. That's the case. Matthew 13, 19. Mm-hmm. So he comes immediately, but if you gain the understanding through meditation and prayer, he can't take that from you because, you know, there's revelation in our lives. Mm-hmm. That it would be stupid for anybody to question that, right? You know, and you don't even have to argue about it because the thing of it is is that it's settled in you Yeah, it's
0: been revealed and 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 I know for me like when I when I first started walking with the Lord I, I, I learned real quick that when Satan attacked our Savior Jesus and Luke, uh, you know chapter 4 It's like Jesus always responded with it is written sure. and Wordless Christians, I've learned, are powerless Christians. Without the Word of God in my life, I have nothing to use to resist the devil, to make him flee from me. And I know that as I begin to uh, develop as a young believer, I was going to like a new converts class, went to church every time the doors were open. And exactly what you said about that meditation, because it's not enough to be in a position to where you're exposed to the Word of God. It's what you choose to do with it. And I think that if you're going to be a strong believer, you have to get into this word and allow this word to get into you so that way you know exactly the kind of life God wants you to live. Because if you don't know how to live right, uh, there's so many things that are going to take place. Number one, your life isn't going to be effective. You're going to be born again, but you're going to have the same testimony as someone that's not born again. And when it comes to the company you keep, you're going to surround yourself with people that are just like you—a a wordless Christian that's always overcome. And the testimony in your life and in their life is always about how you never have victory, you know. And so, why is it important for us as Christians to meditate on that word uh, when it comes to two things: your your own foundation as well as the foundation that also is built upon by the people that you have in your life. Why, are, why is it so important for you to have the word when it comes to who you're supposed to be and who you surround yourself with?
1: I like hanging out with people that know more than I do. Me too, that's why I love hanging out with you. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that how do you learn from somebody that you're always teaching? Now, I, you know, you're repeating what you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's like solidifying something inside of you. But, you know, when you, when you get to the bottom line as a pastor or as a minister, mm-hmm. you realize that the church is full of people that they're operating on secondhand information. They're not operating off of what God has revealed to them. Mm-hmm. And so we become helpers, if you will, to confess the word over their lives, to lay hands on the sick, and they recover. Because we're, we're not the one that brings recovery. We're the one that just does our job. <laughs> right? But, but you know, the thing of it is, is that it's amazing to me how many Christians don't even understand the word. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the foundation built upon the prophets and apostles and the cornerstone being jesus they don 't even think about that because they just repeat that mm. instead of delving into it to discover for themselves
0: and and, and when you 're that kind of person you 're going to attract that kind of believer, sure because you won 't intimidate each other when when you hang out with people that don 't know nothing you 're not intimidated by what they know because like what you said it's 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 something that 's just common uh it's just exposure to what somebody else has sought, sure, and uh you know it's it's so it's so sad, you know, because you see when you're in church you you see different results uh, in people's lives, and it's based on you know them also being in the same environment to receive the same word, the material of faith that God uses to to build things in our lives and Um, What I've noticed is that, you know, when it comes to um, people that don't want to, that do not want to take God serious, you know, they're they're living in in, in a borrowed revelation. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not enough. If you're the kind of believer to where the only Bible you ever get is when you go to church and you're not in, in this word, you know, every day, you're not studying to show yourself approved unto God. Um, you're going to come to a place to where your lack of appetite uh, you know, is, is going to cause you to uh, be susceptible, not only to the attacks of the enemy, but it, it at the same time causes you to be susceptible to living a sinful life.
1: Well, you know, when you think about this, there are some things in the body of Christ that we, honestly, we don't have resolved mm-hmm. because... When you think about this, we can say the word love. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't understand it, you know, because love is laying your life down for your friend. Mm-hmm. And you don't go around just calling everybody your friend. A friend is a covenant terminology. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus did that even with Judas. <laughs> Come on. It's in capital words, capital letter mm. of for friend when he was being uh, sold out by Judas. And so the thing of it is, is that do we really understand, because hunger and thirst after righteousness, then you will be filled. Is the church hungry, or do we find ourselves going to church because that makes us feel better? Mm. And then we try to operate off of your sermons, or any ministry that comes in and we repeat without having the knowledge of what it truly means to us individually. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. Kenneth Hagan was ministering at uh, Jubilee Christian Center in San Jose. And they had afternoon set morning and afternoon sessions, and a guy named Doug Jones, who is a professor at Rama. He was teaching on John 8, 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, come on, then are you my disciples indeed? Now he's talking to Jews that believed on him. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then he says this, and you will know the truth, mm-hmm. and the truth will make me free. I'll never forget the statement that he made. Right after that, he said, It's not the truth that I know that sets you free. Mm-hmm. It's the truth that you know that makes you free. And so that means you have to take ownership Mm -hmm. of the thing that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. You know, Jesus said that when he comes, he will teach you everything about me, Mm -hmm. but he will also show you things to come. And you're supposed to be led by that spirit, Romans 8. Amen. Amen. And you're supposed to have a confirmation about the Holy Spirit just saying, "That's good, right? <laughs> do that." You know, and, and you can't undo what you what you
0: learn. When you learn truth, you know that thing can never be hidden again. No, uh, and you know when the Bible says, "You know, to him that knows how to do right and does it, not to him it's sin." It's like once, like, you, you know, like what you just said, you know, when, when you allow revelation knowledge to start growing in your life, what's going to happen for me, what happened was, you know, I have the foundation of Jesus Christ now. So my salvation is what I'm building upon. And what I learned was that the more time I spent in the word of God, the more I started learning how God wanted to use my life and, in And in exposing myself to the word, as well as going to church, you know, doing those things, um, it caused me to want to clean this temple up. You know, um, there's a scripture I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, It's in um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 21 through 23. It says this. It says, Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearances of evil and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's like that God's word, you know, to prove all things is for us to hold that to the word of God, is it not, Doc? Sure. And in the word of God, how does it help us as far as like what he said right here, you know, to, to sanctify you, you know, and um, to make you be whole in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Why is it important? That those three areas—body, soul, and spirit—why is it? Why is the word of God important in making us complete in all those three areas? Well,
1: your spirit is is right on. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So you got to deal with your soul, which is your, which is still influenced. Mm-hmm. So that's your emotional base. So that's your your thought process. Mm-hmm. So. You've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to renew your, your mind by the Word of God. You have to be able to ask for the wisdom of God over decisions, and you got to learn how to listen. Mm-hmm. That's and then one. your body has to come in line because your spirit is right on. Now you've got your soul right on, or you're learning, mm-hmm. Right how to take authority over situations. And so your body's got to come into line. Now, I I think it is so interesting, because we got into this discussion in the class. I think it is so interesting that even though the promises have been given to us, Mm -hmm. that how few Christians actually claim the promise in spite of what's happening in the natural. Mm Because yeah. you know it says, "No plague shall come nigh my dwelling," mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, you know, ministers got hit with COVID. Mm-hmm. So, who's right, <laughs> the Bible or doctors? Because you know the thing of it is, is I, and I'm not making light of this because the truth of the matter is everybody goes through stuff. Mm-hmm. But are we above? and not the beneath the circumstance are we actually overcomers mm-hmm. more than overcomers which means Jesus defeated the devil made an open show of him mm-hmm. and then gave you and me that overcoming victory and then he says occupy till I come mm-hmm. so we're more than a conqueror yes but you know the thing of it is is that most of the time you're dealing with people going through stuff that truthfully they've already have a promise in the Word of God about what they're supposed to be. Yeah. I always think about this, man. How in the world could we go wrong if we just get Mark 11 22, 23, 24, and 25? It's how, how? Because if we could do that, yeah. right? No weapon formed (laughs) against you will prosper. (laughs) Isaiah
0: 54, 17. You know, uh, for those of you, amen, uh, that, uh, you know, to add to what, you know, to what he had just shared. In Mark chapter 11, um, this is where Jesus, you know, they just got done cursing the fig tree. uh, And they come, they're walking back by this tree that Jesus had cursed. And they're bringing it to his attention by how that tree is withered up. And it says right here, where do you want me to begin at, Doc? In verse uh, 22. 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith, the faith of God, right? Yeah,
1: it's, it's God's faith in operation.
0: And uh, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing right. by the word of God. Right. So if you're going to have the God kind of faith, you're going to have to have the, the God kind of word, <laughs> you know, in your life. And he says, for verily I say unto you, "...that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, that whatsoever things you desire, when you pray," and that means you're supposed to, right? "...believe that you receive them, and you shall have them." And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father in heaven may forgive you for your trespasses. So how important is it for us to get revelation of this, this master key that Jesus dropped well, on us?
1: We were just talking about this this morning because you know we're, we're in the procurement of land and building process. And so I ask you a question this morning. What is the difference between us and David Oyedepo?
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. he read two books. Yes. Took three days. And, his, and a Bible and a notebook. And he read God's Will is Prosperity by Gloria Copeland mm-hmm. and The Laws of Prosperity by Kenneth Copeland. And he said, from that day to this, he's never had one sweat One drop of sweat over finances. There's always been more than enough before the project. Okay. That's the way So here we are. Come on. And so do we have the the fullness of this in operation in our life? Obviously, we're missing something. Mm -hmm. And that's not a condemnation, but it, it should be a point of discovery. Okay, God, what do you know that I don't know? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to teach me that I'm not getting? Because the Holy Spirit is in us and he's showing us things to come. Are we listening? Are are we so busy in ministry that we're operating out of ministry with a little bit of wisdom and a lot of man's knowledge? Because you can do both. Yeah, you can be busy for
0: God and not be busy with God. Yeah, we've we've all seen it happen.
1: I, I never I never forget that, Pastor. You know, when I met T.O. Osborne for the first time. Oh wow. He was so anointed that you could I couldn't keep my hands off of him. Mm-hmm. And he was so humble. So the more that God had done through him and Daisy, he realized that his only job was to preach the word, the word does the work. That's all he yeah. That's all he kept saying to Tony and I. Amen. Preach the word, that's your job. Preach the word, the word does the work. You don't have to make the word work. Mm-hmm. You just got to study the word and preach the word. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that the number one fear of most Christians is, like you said, they have the promises, but I think that too many people believe that God's just like them, that He's not going to do what He said, because they've done that before, or they've experienced that from others before. And when it comes to having that firm foundation, um, you, you have to expose yourself, you know, to the Word of God, and like you said, open yourself up to where it's not just something that lands on your head, it's something that drops into your, from your spirit into your soul, and it takes control of your body to where you're, you're, you're being led by your spirit. But what I've learned is that when people don't take the time to build that foundation, that word foundation, and spend time with God to where He's the one that's shining the light on truth, to where revelation right. knowledge is, is coming to you, this is what I've learned happens is you're always reaching for somebody else to connect with the promise for you. It's like if someone's sick in your family, we have to get the pastor so he can pray for them. If we have a need, we go to the church or a brother or a sister and, and we ask them to pray for the need. And and you're, you're never looking, you don't have confidence in yourself. And um, I, I think it was Jesse Duplantis said this. He said, you can't live in another man's revelation. No. You, can't. you know, but the more you come to the Word of God and you own it for yourself, doesn't it make it so much easier to believe for other things because you realize that God showed you something just with you and Him being alone?
1: Well, when you, okay, just think about this. The question is when you look at your congregation, do you believe God? Come do on. you believe the Word? How much of it do you believe? Because the enemy. Is always trying to get you to think take this thought yeah right limit limit you so we put on the whole armor of God that we would be able to stand against the wiles Mm -hmm. the methodology the deceptions of the devil and the only way that the devil gets to you is through the fiery darts of the wicked one Mm -hmm. because that's why in for second Corinthians 10 it says you got to bring into captivity all disobedient thinking into right thinking in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you have a responsibility. Are you thinking right? Do you know right? Mm -hmm. If you continue in my word, right? Come on. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Mm -hmm. You can take the word of God from an intellectual perspective, but the thing of it is... The last scripture, John six sixty three, part B. All right. He said, "The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life." life yes. It's interesting that rhema is used for words. Mm. All right. So you can d- get it from an intellectual perspective, but mm. are you getting it from a rhema perspective? Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the difference is, uh, you know, hearing from God or or, or just reasoning it like the sure. devil. <laughs> right so you can't get revelation wow this is such just a, 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 such a good thing it's so important amen for that foundation amen of the word amen to be laid in your life because it will give God amen more things to be able to build amen uh, and to manifest his promises in your life amen amen we're, we're going to go a little bit deeper into this uh, train of thought amen but we just want to say thank you for being with us today and we look forward to being with you again amen on kingdom concepts.